today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We've heard lots of chatter of late uh, about minimum wage and, of course, it going up uh, as we redefine, I guess, what minimum wage is and and, and what it stands for. Uh, Metro Grocery Store, the latest to take a look at automation after it revealed that uh, the minimum wage increase was going to cost them $50 million dollars. Uh, in order to uh, make the switch. Lots of other provinces have already done it. Let's talk to Ian Lee, Sprott School of Business, Carleton University, and he is with us now. Hello, Ian. How are you today? I am doing very well, Scott. And thanks for the time. Uh, We much appreciate this, uh, you taking the time to join us and talk about this. Uh, Government said that they see no reason why not uh, to raise uh, the minimum wage. is is Metro just uh, saying, uh, hey, we don't want to pay up? What, what, what's your thoughts here? Of course not. And I will disclose up front, I don't consult to anybody anywhere. I don't have any revenues or investments or stocks or bonds or anything in any corporations anywhere. Um, I do uh, study this industry, in, and my students uh, study this industry uh, in my classes uh, because it's well-known, retail groceries. And uh, everybody goes to grocery stores. Um, So now to answer your question, uh, this industry is notorious for having very, very low margins. The average is $1 of profit on every $100 of sales. Everybody, even Math Challenge, can understand that's 1%. It's a very low margin industry. That's the first point. The second point, the argument of those in favor of minimum wage have been, there's a couple of arguments. The one is, that they haven't said, said this explicitly, but there's certainly a strong suggestion that there are very large numbers of Canadians, or very substantial numbers of Canadians, working on minimum wage, and they need a living wage. This is an urban legend. The vast majority of people in Canada who work are not on minimum wage, around 95%. A small number are on minimum wage, and they are overwhelmingly young people. And you would say that's about 5%? That's the number, 6.7. 6.7% are on minimum wage. Okay, okay sorry, and, go ahead. And the majority of them, two-thirds of them, are young people under the age of 25. I think it's been a grotesque misrepresentation to uh, characterize this entire debate as the need for a minimum wage. The way I would argue it is the way I've always understood minimum wage it is an apprenticeship program for young people like me when I came out of high school and I had no job experience and no nothing and I went around a series of minimum wage jobs and it became a bridge eventually a foot in the door to a real job and so if we understand that minimum wage jobs are not supposed to be a living wage They are merely a get-your-foot-in-the-door apprenticeship program, in essence, then our whole understanding of minimum wage changes. Now, let me go very quickly to the actual numbers. The the second argument, and it's been very explicit by the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives and those people speaking out, is there's going to be no negative consequences from raising the minimum wage. Kathleen Wynne, Premier Wynne, has made that very clear. In other words, you can subsidize substantially increase, double-digit increase your expenses in one area of a business. Or, by the way, let's not limit this to business. I work at university, and our biggest single expense is wages. 
So the argument is you can substantially increase the wages, not that we are minimum wage, by the way, in universities. It's a more uh, dealing with retail. It's a phenomenon of retailing, such as fast food and grocery stores. Uh, but the idea is, is that you can increase a very major expenditure of your organization called wages without any corresponding major increase in revenues, and there will be no impact whatsoever on the organization. I mean, this is snake oil. Hmm. This is alchemy. Back in the Middle Ages, there were met people, they were fraud, they were con artists, who were trying to tell people they could convert lead to gold at no cost, meaning they had a magic solution, a magic potion. Okay? Where I'm going with this, it is preposterous. It is absolutely absurd to say you can increase your wages by t- literally 20 or 30%, your total cost structure in your business, and it's going to have zero impact. I am not, for those who want to go after me, I'm not saying that the grocery store industry is going to vanish. Of course not. I'm not saying any industry is going to vanish. But we know how they're going to respond and react. In fact, the article today about Metro, they made it very clear what they're going to do. He says our costs are going up significantly. So he says we're not going to pass it on through prices, so we're going to increase uh, rigid cost control. In plain English, what does that mean? It means that the lineups in every store, and I predict this, in grocery stores and retailers across the country, across Ontario, excuse me, are going to get longer. They're going to have fewer counters staffed. They're going to cut back on the hours, in other words. Secondly, they're going to go more and more to automation called kiosks. For those of your listeners who've been to McDonald's, I'm sure many or most have, were going down the road that they went in the airline industry where instead of the airline agent filling out the ticket, you, they outsource it to you, the customer, and you complete the labor to complete the ticket. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that now when you go into McDonald's and it's going to have spread to other stores, more and more automated checkout counters, whether at Loblaws or Canadian Tire or Rona, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's going to be less people on the floor serving you, reduced customer service, the lineups will be longer, and there will be more and more automated checkout counters. Those are the consequences. Now, some people could say, well, that's great, I'm okay with that, uh, but, and, but we're doing all of this based on a, what I argue is a false model, the uh, living wage model, when it should be looked at as an apprenticeship model, and what we're doing is we're sabotaging the bridge for young people to, find a, to, to work into a full-time permanent job uh, in, a, in an organization. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.